Common Sensors Podcast Consumers, welcome to episode 69 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we have a very exciting episode for you this week, uh, depending on when you your your actual like download subscription comes through, you might notice we're a little bit early today, and uh, well, we're going to get into a little bit of why that is, and of course, uh, we didn't have a show last week, and uh, we'll get into those reasons as well. Nothing bad, just scheduling conflicts, among other things. Uh, but of course, before we get into all of that, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, four episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that at multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Of course, our official YouTube channel, head on over to youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Subscribe and check back often for all of the great videos that get posted on there. Again, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalShawn. That's right, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalShawn. Had some nice... Uh, uh, pictures from from last week's last weekend's show. I'm going to talk a little, of course, recap that, uh, much like we always do. And uh, things are getting a little safer again, so uh, able to go out to some shows, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but make sure you follow me on Instagram if uh, if you're an Instagram user. And of course, of course, most importantly, would be SeanOrourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanOrourkeLive.com. That is the official website for everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall and Sean O'Rourke Live. Make sure you bookmark that one. Check back often. Uh, you're, you're going to find stuff on the website that you don't find anywhere else, exclusive blog posts, photos, all that good stuff. You're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign. Uh, if you have the means to do so, please help us out. It keeps this studio running. Uh, it gives us the ability to bring in new concepts and all that good stuff. And, of course, if you don't want to do that, you can also support us by picking up some merch. Uh, you can link directly to our merch website from SeanOrourkeLive.com. Uh, funny tangent for a minute. So, so I, I think I've mentioned this before. You know, We utilize SeanOrourkeLive.com. Uh, as the main website, but uh, like a few months after I launched the website, I realized, you know, I don't want anyone picking up gotelltothewall.com and uh, and trying to like sell it to me or whatever. And so this past week, and all all of my all of our domain registrations, they kind of go through auto renewal. So I get the emails, but I don't really pay much attention. And then the other day, I got an email. Uh, like early in the morning, I'm getting ready to take my kid to school, and it, it says, "Oh, your billing is not up to date." And I went, "Oh my god." So I had to go in, and I forgot for like an entire day, and I had this this incredible anxiety that someone was going to go purchase uh, my domain, gotelltothewall.com, right out from under me. Luckily, it was uh, it was taken care of. It's just that everyone's had this happen to them when you have stuff on auto uh, pay. Like my, I just had to put in my, I had an expired credit card on there, had to put in the new one. Uh, so so fortunately, we didn't lose it, but we don't really, I don't use that. You are all that much anyway. I believe if you type that in, it's going to take you to SeanOrourkeLive.com. It's just something, peace of mind for, for myself, I would say. All right. Uh, we are back after a week off. Missed. Missed. I always say that. We didn't miss an episode. We just had a week off. We had a Sunday off there uh, with very good reasoning, a little bit of a schedule conflict, and uh, I actually found myself at Disneyland this past Sunday with my five-year-old uh, as well as some other friends and their kids. Uh, had a blast, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it during parenting. Had a blast, but all, I mean, I'm so spoiled when it comes to Disneyland, having worked at Disney for eight years, uh, not at the parks, but in marketing for Disney Channel. And so when I go to the parks and they're just upselling, I'm like, come on. I, I, I'm i used to not paying for any of this stuff because in my day, you just, you know, it was a lot easier back then. Uh, but I'll talk a little bit about that when uh, when we get to some parenting. My, my five-year-old had a fantastic time. Uh, and of course, Super Bowl madness here in Los Angeles. Uh, that's why we're we're in the studio a little bit earlier today. Not having a party. It's still not safe to have a party. Not going to a party. Uh, but I do have uh, a couple of family members coming over to enjoy the game. Uh, fortunately, I have a nice setup outside, and I've got a TV and a bar outside, so we can all do all this outside and barbecuing and uh, and enjoying the game and the commercials and that halftime show. All right. Uh, let's get into some digital trends on this fine Super Bowl Sunday with episode 69 of Common Sense Sundays. Uh, Dear Brian, 
That's right, Dear Brian. This is not like a Dear Abby thing. You might have seen this trending. If you've been on Twitter at all over the past week, you've seen this trending. Because <laughs> it, it really kind of took off. And somebody, I don't even, some guy named Brian. And I'm, I don't want to give this guy, uh, you know, extra promotion or whatever. Because I'm sure, despite the backlash uh, that he's received, we know you know there's people out there that just love this stuff and they don't as long as they're going viral. But this guy posted basically chastising women and uh, saying they they shouldn't dress provocatively. Again, I'm paraphrasing all these things, and it's like have respect for yourself and all you know a bunch of BS. You know, super conservative religious like BS. And there's nothing wrong with being conserv you know conservatively religious. I, that's the problem is when you try to impose that on other pe- other people specifically. Um, calling out women for for their own choices that has nothing to do with him. Uh, So, of course, people took off with this because it was Dear Women or something like that. So everyone responded with Dear Brian, uh, pointing out how how really ignorant uh, his his posts and comments were. And it's funny because you always think, like, oh, nobody's... Well, sometimes it catches fire, and here you go, Brian. This is probably what you're looking for, but uh, probably not getting as much support as you would have liked. And, in fact... A very large clothing and shoe brand weighed in on this, bringing us to our next social or digital trend uh, from this past week, and it's Adidas. So Adidas, and now I have a feeling this was planned because they didn't just throw this together over the matter of a couple days to respond to Brian, but of course they took the opportunity to do so. Uh, and, and shockingly, really shockingly, if you've been on Twitter, you might have seen this as well, and uh, Adidas is, is advertising their new line of sports bras for women. Or for men, I guess, you know, sports bras. For anyone that needs a sports bra. And to to promote this, they had Dear Brian, uh, and it was something along the lines of, of all w- women's breasts come in all different shapes and sizes. And if you didn't see this, uh, the shocking part was, and not like, uh, you know, not like I'm, oh my gosh, what's the prude? Not like I'm being prude about it. It was just shocking because you don't usually open up Twitter. And what you saw was a, a picture with multiple women's breasts on it, all different shapes and sizes, and this was floating around Twitter, which I thought was really interesting, um, because the shock was just, you don't expect to open a social platform and and see something like that, you know, I mean, come on, I watch, watch plenty of shows where there's plenty of full frontal nudity, male and female on it, so it wasn't so much that, it was just like, oh, okay, and, and you always hear, like, Facebook, you can't show a nipple or whatever, and so apparently Twitter doesn't have that rule, (laughs) but this was Adidas responding to them. Um, and like I said, quite the shock, but mad, mad respect to Adidas, uh, for taking a stand on this. And, and personally, full disclosure, everyone knows I love Vans. Uh, I am a huge Adidas fan as well. That's, that's what I race in and, and what I, uh, what I work out in. Cause you don't, you don't want to go run a five or a 10 K in, in Vans. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, personally, I, I'm an Adidas fan for those, those purposes. Um, so good on you Adidas for that. And if, if you haven't seen it, go check, go check it out. Like I said, it's, the initial shock was like, whoa, I'm not used to seeing a bunch of breasts on Twitter. And I have a feeling you can find those things on Twitter. It's just my feed is usually filled with silly things and and people dunking on politicians who are ignorant beyond belief. Uh, speaking of politicians who are ignorant beyond belief, oh, everyone's favorite idiot congresswoman, uh, MTG Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was doing an interview the other day, and, pe- and people ran with this, rightfully so. And she was trying to compare... Uh, the the Democratic Party to the Gestapo. If you're not familiar with the Gestapo, these were these were a police force in uh, in Nazi Germany. And uh, instead of utilizing the correct word Gestapo, she called them the Gaspacho police. Now, for those of you that don't have an Eastern European background like myself, maybe you're not aware Gaspacho is a a cold soup. It has nothing to do with any kind of police force. It is a cold soup. So now, of course. I encourage you to look up this one because everyone's having fun creating memes and everything else. And um, it is funny, but at the same time, it's also sad. These are the people that are, are making decisions for our country that don't know the difference between a a police force from from 1940s Germany and a cold soup. I, I, I real it's it's dumbfounding to me. Um, and there's always you always get this. People always point out, you know, ah, they're just trolling and it's like, but are they? Is this a trolling situation? I don't. I don't know. I don't know that it is. It might just be stupidity from one of the dumbest Congress people that we've ever witnessed in this country. And I'm not. I don't get into politics. I, this 
this podcast was never supposed to really delve into co- politics, but it delves into common sense, and common sense says uh, we can't let idiots continue to make decisions for this country, so, so please do better. Everyone, just do better out there. <laughs> Come on. All right. Uh, now, let, let's, let's end Digital Trends with a, with a fun one here. This is one you can have fun with, a, a hashtag, of course, and this would be hashtag uh, fake road safety facts, fake road safety facts. People are having fun with this one, of course. Uh, I came up with a couple of my own. Again, hashtag fake road safety facts. Cruise control drives itself. Uh, you do still need to watch your car while you're on cruise control. I wouldn't recommend cruise control like driving through neighborhood streets. That is, I think, the only time I've really utilized cruise control is driving up the five on the grapevine uh, when there's no cars around. That's the time to do it. Uh, but of course, another hashtag fake road safety fact, uh, Tesla self-driving I- is safe. Because that ain't safe. I don't trust that self-driving stuff. It's, honestly, it's terrifying to me. I just, I'm waiting for the day that a Tesla just goes screaming down the 134 freeway here in Los Angeles and out of control. It's like, come on. We don't need self People are capable of driving. Don't be lazy and, and expect your car to drive for you. Too much reliance on on AI and robotics in this country, and, and we're just going to keep giving into it. I saw there, tangented again here, I said there was a, a golf, golfing robot, I guess, that they, and everyone goes out, it's, I, I believe there's an event in Phoenix, it's one of the, you know, one of the PGA Pro Golf Association events, and this robot is hitting, hitting a golf ball with a golf club, got a hole in one, and everyone's cheering for it, and it's like, can, can, can we stop giving so much power to robots? I just imagine a, a club-swinging robot rolling down my street, whacking people upside the head once the robot revolution starts. All right, enough of that. Let's get into some COVID updates. I don't have a lot this week, uh, but I will say, fortunately, it looks like the Omicron numbers are finally falling. Uh, this is a good sign. Now, of course, we've had good signs a couple times throughout this pandemic. You know, it was looking good, and then the Delta variant came. It was like, ah, jeez, okay, now we got to lock down again. And then the Delta variant started to calm down, and it was starting to look better, and then the Omicron variant. You know, among many other variants, those were just the larger ones that, that seemed to really take us back a few steps. Um, so it's not gone yet, though. I would say continue being cautious, continue wearing those masks, continue distancing. Uh, that's that's the best we can just, I know it's two almost two years later, that's the best we can do right now is uh, is is really just still be diligent until it's even safer than it is becoming. But I, I will say it's a good sign uh, seeing the, the, this dip in numbers. Uh God, especially here in Los Angeles where everyone has traveled here for the Super Bowl and I'm hoping we're not going to have like super spreader events out of all, not only the game itself, but there's concerts and parties and all these other things. Like, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that in entertainment. Um, And speaking of which, they're they're lifting mask mandates in certain areas. In fact, even here in California where we have been very cautious since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, the statewide mask mandate is lifting, I believe, this week. Uh, and I will say I'm once again proud to be living in Los Angeles because despite the fact that the state is lifting the mandate, uh, the county of Los Angeles is not lifting the mandate. You will still be required to wear masks indoors at certain businesses and stuff, which it just makes sense to me. And it's not that hard. My kid wore a mask all around Disneyland on Sunday. I wore a mask all around Disneyland on Sunday, and it was like 87 degrees. It was quite warm. It, it's possible to do it. It is. So... Despite mandates being lifted, let's just use common sense because we don't want to get complacent. That's what happens. We get complacent and then another variant comes through and then more people unfortunately pass away and we don't need that. We want to avoid that. Um, and I, like I said, I'm optimistic, but you know there's more. We let down our... This happens every time like with the mask mandates. They've, they've lifted the mask mandates before. This has happened before. It's not, not the first time they're lifting the mask mandate anywhere. But what happens is we get complacent, and then suddenly we have another little surge or another variant, and we're back to where we were. So I'm approaching it with with cautious optimism right now, but I've also been cautiously optimistic a couple times throughout the past two years and uh, want to make sure that, that we are actually making, uh, continue to make positive steps forward regarding getting out of this. Because that, that's I've said that for about a year now. It, it feels like we it does start to get better, and it's like, two steps forward and then five steps back. Well, if maybe we wait on those two steps forward and we won't be pushed back five steps. That's that's what's constantly going through my head when it comes to these things. Let let's get out of this. Let we're all in this together. I know. I 
Uh, yep, high school musical quote. I did it. I told you I worked at Disney Channel. <laughs> a lot of we're all in this together when I was working at Disney Channel. One of the tentpole uh, intellectual properties of, of Disney Channel during, during my time there in marketing. All right, let's talk about some mental health. Again, I don't have a lot this week. We're probably going to be a little bit shorter on time just because... I'm eager to get into get get in front of my barbecue. Got some some burgers and dogs, and my personal favorite, which is brats. I'm getting tangented again. Before we get to that, let's talk mental health. Uh, not a ton here, but I do want to talk about something very important. And I've talked about this before many times: the mental health of of athletes, and uh, it's come to the forefront right now, uh, much like it, similar to how it did over the summer during the Summer Olympics, uh, and that is the the. It's come to the forefront, the mental health of Olympic athletes. Um, a lot of times people ignore this, fans of the Olympics. And we, we are so guilty, especially around the world. I can't speak too much to that. Uh, but especially right, especially here in the U.S., we tend to be so critical of athletes as if, as if they're supposed to be superhuman. They're not allowed to have feelings that they should never fail. Um, and a great example of that is, is this year there is an elite a uh, skier named Michaela Schifrin, for those of you not familiar with the Olympics, she was actually disqualified from her first two events in skiing. I'm not going to get into exact details on it. And everyone was giving her such a hard time, as if it's her fault that and that, that she owes them something, I should say. Now, fortunately, even though fans are ignoring this, we have athletes that are coming out to speak about this. Michaela Schifrin, um, also the, the American snowboarder, I'm just I'm blanking on her name, uh, right now, but they they have come out to speak about the importance of mental health with Olympic athletes, and and there's no room for for chastising these athletes because they are doing their best. However, if you think you feel bad because a, a, an athlete from your country didn't do well, imagine how they feel. It's their life. It's not you. It's not the same as you sitting on a couch, eating some Cheetos, and yelling at a TV because somebody didn't win a gold medal. It's okay to have national pride when it comes to your athletes. You know, cheer on the U.S., cheer on whatever country uh, you would like to in the Olympics, but don't don't put your feelings above theirs. That's never, never a good thing to do. Respect others' health, and the fact is, they owe you nothing. They have dedicated their lives to this. It's not for you; it's for them. It's great when you can have some pride in in your country winning a gold medal, whatever that might be. But they owe you nothing. They really don't. Um, I will say one positive thing that comes out of this is, once again, we are putting it in the spotlight. So I'm hoping that that Olympic fans and sports fans will actually pay attention uh, and, and listen to these athletes as they speak out about uh, their mental health and their well-being and, and the, the, the pressure and struggle that it is to, to get to that elite level uh, to then sometimes just be beaten down by... Some dude sitting on a couch. You know, it's like, come on, man. So let's respect that. Applaud them. Applaud athletes even when they don't win or they don't live up to your expectation. Because they're doing their best. And the, the crazy thing is, and I'm going to talk more about this when we get into common sense. Nobody pays attention to these athletes for four years. And then suddenly another Olympics rolls around and everyone's like, oh, this is the most important thing ever. It's like, well, where have you been the past four years? These athletes are still working their asses off when there's not an Olympics happening. Have more respect for people, athletes, in general. And definitely have respect for their mental health. I encourage uh, all of you out there to, to, to look, read, read the articles that have been popping up on this. Um, Olympic athletes deserve better. They really, they really do. And especially when it comes to their mental health. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about some positive news now. I really love this one, but it, it does feel like there's a little bit of a trend with uh, delivery people helping others, you know. But this this one I had to talk about. Uh, we had a, a young lady named Jessica Higgs in Georgia. She was She's an Instacart driver in Georgia. For those of you not familiar with Instacart, uh, I believe it's mainly groceries, but I think you can get other stuff delivered through Instacart. Um, home delivery stuff, you know, like DoorDash, but more grocery uh, focused, I believe. I, I've never used Instacart, but I know people that have, and a lot of, especially beginning of the pandemic, I, I knew everyone was using Instacart. They're trying, just getting all their groceries instead of having to go to the grocery store, um, just because of what we were dealing with, especially early on in the pandemic when you didn't really know 
how you could catch it, and you know, still some people were avoiding that. Lots of friends that were using Instacart. Uh, but she had had an order and went to deliver it and was told to leave it on the, the doorstep. Uh, there was an older man that lived there, and she felt like something was off. So, so she knocked on the door, uh, went in, and, and he was not feeling well. He was dizzy and, uh, and not completely coherent, and she realized that there could possibly be a gas leak in the house. So what she did was she was able to reach out to the man's daughter. I believe the man's daughter was the one who made the Instacart order uh, and said, you know, you, you need to have someone check on your father. Uh, I think there could be a gas leak. And so sure enough, she sent, uh, she sent another family member over to check on him. And, and sure enough, there was a gas leak in the house. So this Instacart driver, uh, Jessica Higgs, essentially saved the man's life because he was just sitting there in, with a gas leak that would have eventually killed him. And then, if, So good on you, Jessica Higgs. Also good on you, uh, a daughter of the man who was saved because she went in and changed the, the like $14 tip to $100. You know, and you could say, well, that's nothing. A hundred. You don't know how much money they have. And that's the least they could do. And that probably makes a big difference to an Instacart driver who's who's getting minimal money out of every order they make. Uh, so good on them as well. And she could have ignored it. She could have just dropped the stuff and ignored it. But I, th- that's why I love seeing these stories like the mail carrier and all other things where they notice something's off. And that's what's great about uh, a community, you know, uh, whether it's whether you're in a large city or a, a small town. Uh, but to have that community where people kind of know each other and know and notice when something's off. Now, there's a there's a difference between being nosy and uh, and knowing your neighbors and and people in your community well enough to know that something's a bit off. Um, you know that that I love seeing these things. Uh, so good on you, uh, Jessica Higgs, uh, and and good on you, everyone that was able to 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 turn that situation around. And and fortunately, uh, the man was fine. He, you know, I'm sure he had some recovery, but. Uh, but didn't pass away from from a gas leak in his house. I'll, t- I'll tell you, gas leaks. It's one of the things that freak me out. I've got uh, I've got like multiple carbon monoxide detectors in the house, and I'm like, nope, nope, I don't want this. And anyone alive in the like late '80s, '90s, remember there was a whole big campaign, uh, like the silent killer, and it was you know CO2 or carbon monoxide, yeah, CO2, uh, that that would be in houses, and 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 since then they've they've developed these detectors and. Hopefully that has also, I'm sure, has saved a lot of lives as well. Because it was like a big thing. You know, the silent killer. And now you don't hear that because we've gotten smart and we have these detectors in all the houses. And fortunately, uh, that has saved a lot of lives. All right, some parenting here. I'm going to get slightly controversial. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, so, this is actually a second viewing of it. But for me personally, I missed the uh, the beginning of it last night. We had movie night with my with my five year old. Uh, we watched Encanto, you know, the new Disney movie, uh, and I I enjoyed it because I'd missed like a third of it the first time. I really enjoyed it, but I was eager to see the beginning because I was like, okay, let's see. And highly recommend this one. Uh, you know, there's some animated movies where you're like, oh man, we're watching this again. And I'm sure if I had seen Encanto 50 times, I'd be like, I'm done with this. Like it's like Tangled. I start to get tired of Tangled as much as I love that movie because my kid wants to watch it all the time. Uh, but highly recommend this one. For those of you that haven't seen it, because uh, it's definitely also good for parents. I very funny. I I watched that, and you know this isn't really a spoiler if you haven't seen it because it's not a huge part of the movie. But <laughs> my wife laughs at me because uh, they show a capybara a few times, and I'm like, I want. Can we get a capybara? <laughs> get a cap. For those of you not familiar, look it up. Google what a capybara is. They're pretty. They're pretty awesome. And there there is one in the movie. It's not spoiling anything. It's just uh, an animal in the movie. Um, and here's where I'm going to get a little controversial with it. I prefer Encanto. Uh, over Coco. Now, I wouldn't argue this with anybody else out there. If you love Coco, you love Coco. I will take Encanto over Coco personally. Personally. Um, So that being said, again, if you haven't seen it, check it out. The music's great. Really enjoy the music. Uh, And something else I was noticing about Encanto last night, and and I think this is what makes it great for parents as well, is, um, and it's something that's become more common in animated movies uh, over the past 10, 15 years, is they're, they're utilizing cinematic um, practices throughout it instead of just animated you can actually you feel like they're they're peep I mean that they're more than animated characters um, and it's such a small thing but once you notice it it really does make a difference and you're like oh my gosh they spent time as opposed to just animating a bunch of characters and having them say funny things there's there's cinema quality to 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 the scenes and especially the musical numbers a lot of them 
um, and Encanto. So, so check that out. It, and it's on Disney Plus. If you've got Disney Plus, you, if you got kids, you probably have Disney Plus, uh, and you can just stream it right on there. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. And in fact, that leads me into uh, my next thing. And I know we talked oh, last episode, or maybe the one before that, about how uh, you don't know. We don't talk about Bruno had overtaken Frozen as like the most popular. Uh, Disney movie song, and and I pointed out there's other songs that I like better um, in the film, but I get it. And for those of you that do love that song, uh, and I think I've mentioned them before, there is a it's a YouTube channel, but it, it's a band basically called Punk Rock Factory, and they do punk rock versions of of kids Disney songs. Really, there's they have Frozen and some other ones in there. Uh, their most recent one is We Don't Talk About Bruno. Uh, so check out Punk Rock Factory. On YouTube, if you have, if, even if you don't have kids, you're going to enjoy them. They're they're very well done. Uh, but if you have kids, I showed it to my, my daughter the other day when I saw it, and, and she enjoyed it. She likes my type of music to an extent, and then knows we don't talk about Bruno. Um, although I will say the funny thing is, for the past day, my kid keeps being like, "Why don't we talk about Bruno?" What? And I'm like, "You, we watched the movie. It's in the song, but you know, they, she's trying to fully comprehend uh, why we don't talk about Bruno." And uh, if you haven't seen the movie, you'll learn why. Um, so like I said, great movie. John Leguizamo's Bruno. That's no kind of no spoiler or anything. All right, one more thing I want to talk about in parenting here. Like I said, last Sunday I found myself at Disneyland in the 87 degree weather. And for those of you not familiar uh, with, Di- and it's funny because whenever you see Southern California. Uh, and at least the Super Bowl's a little bit closer to the ocean, but I, I love that like they'll they'll be showing a uh, a Lakers game or a Dodgers game, and they're like, look at how beautiful it is, and and they'll show the beach, and it's like that's gonna take you an hour to get from Dodger at least to get from Dodger Stadium to the beach. It's close, but with traffic and everything, you're not at the beach, you know. So we see that a lot. And for those of you unaware, Disneyland is not by the beach, so you don't get that nice cool ocean breeze. It's fairly far inland in Anaheim, so when it gets hot, it's it's quite warm there. Uh, in fact, I, I got a little sun on, on my face and, and, and exposed parts because I was wearing a T-shirt, which was good. I need a little bit of sun. I'm <laughs> very white, but I do tan uh, when needed. But the heat was getting to me. A lot, lot of water drinking going on there. Uh, but it was the first time in just over two years uh, for me. It was technically my kid's third time at Disneyland, but the first time at Disneyland, she was like six months old. She was just attached to me in a carrier uh, we spent a few hours at the park, but she didn't know what was going on. But she had her her first real like real trip where she can enjoy it was two years ago, so she was real excited to get back. Um, and it was, I will say, this is the ultimate like parenting uh, right here. And I, I was telling uh, my friends Jen and Adam, uh, who I know are avid listeners of the podcast, uh, last Saturday. I'll, I'll get into what I was doing last Saturday because I've mentioned it before. Uh, but basically, uh, I had we had. A Daisy Scout meeting Friday nights. So my kids out doing Daisy Scouts. It's Girl Scouts, but it's the younger kids of Girl Scouts. Uh, then the next day we had a four-year-old's birthday party early in the day. Uh, then I went out to Pomona for uh, the Venomous Pinks, the characters in Pomona. Like I mentioned, I think I mentioned that on the last episode. Uh, and then, which this, I, I will say, I was quite tired at Disneyland. I was definitely looking for a place to lay down because I got home at two in the morning. Then I had to get up at seven uh, to get every. Get everyone on the road. Was there with uh, multiple kids and and uh, parent friends of ours, and uh, so I was exhausted the entire time. But that was like the ultimate parenting. Throw throw a concert in there between a four year old's birthday party and a trip to Disneyland. Um, and it's I will say, having worked at Disney in marketing for for eight years, you, you get complacent to it and you get irritated with a lot of Disneyland. And you're like, okay, I don't. Why am I doing this? You know, and everyone wanting tickets and stuff. I'm like, all right, let's go to Disneyland for the fifth time this month. And uh, But there's something great about seeing it through your kids' eyes or through just kids' eyes in general. Um, and, and I just kind of lived vicariously uh, through my kid who just was running around having a blast. Every single, you know, they caught Lightning McQueen at one point. And she was loving that and riding the certain rides. It was, it was, a, it was a fantastic time. Um, and I, I will say... They really get you at Disneyland, the upselling and everything else, and, and nothing's cheap there, um, you know, but it's worth it. It really is. As I hate to say it. It's, it's worth it to, to see the joy on your kid's face. Now, I will say I'm spoiled because uh, I no longer work for Disney, but I do have friends that work for Disney. So fortunately, I'm not paying the full prices uh, for a lot of the food there and stuff. 
But even then, it's still not cheap. I'll tell you that. It's still not cheap. All right. Let's get into some common sense. Common sense. I need a... I almost, I, see, I'm so early in the day, I almost had coffee in the Gotels and Wall mug today, but uh, it's still just water. I'm hydrating so I can enjoy a couple of couple of tasty beers while uh, while watching the Super Bowl today. All right, common sense. So, uh, the Olympics. We know what's going on. I've t- I just talked about it in mental health. Uh, there's actually some American, some Asian, Chinese-American athletes who are American uh, that are competing for China because they have a, a Chinese background. And what's happened here is Americans are getting very upset about it. And this kind of goes along with what I said about mental health. Uh, the most frustrating, first of all, who cares? It's not your business. It's their choice. If, if, they, if they have a choice of where to compete and they choose they want to compete for that country, it's none of your business. None whatsoever. Mind your own business when it comes to this. Uh, but the other thing is, like I said, Americans don't even care about these athletes for four years. And then when the Olympics roll around, they're going to give them a hard time over which country they are competing for. Common sense says we're going to let athletes compete the way they wanted to. And this this always comes up. Uh, in, in the Summer Olympics, there's been a couple times. And this one, and th- I don't know the specifics on it. I don't know if, because sometimes it's easier for an athlete to make uh, an Olympic team from another country compared to the United States because there's just so many damn people in the in the United States. You know, e- e- most Olympic spots are filled, especially in the Summer Olympics, and this comes up with basketball players because uh, there have been basketball players that go play for another country and they'll get a hard. They'll, you know, Americans, why are you playing for that country? And it's like, well, what do you want them to do? They're either going to sit on the bench for the U.S. in the Olympics, or they can go play for another country and fulfill their Olympic dream if that's something they've dreamed of doing. And that's what we're seeing here. It's it's nobody's business whatsoever what country an athlete competes for. And if you're upset about it, you need to ask yourself, why why does that upset you so much? Why? Most likely it's 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 based in racism. Let's let's call it what it is. Common sense says that's probably based in racism. So get over yourselves. Ask yourselves why that is bothering you. And here's another thing just along the same lines. This is something that's been, that's been catching fire uh, over the past couple weeks, but especially the, ba- the past week, and that would be, uh, finger quotes, white people in commercials. Uh, there's a bunch of idiots out there that are pointing out the lack, this, and this is hilarious, the lack of representation for white people in commercials. This, let me say it again, lack of representation for white people in commercials. This is really a trend that's happening right now, white people being upset. It's it's so funny, white fragility in this country. And really, I'm sure it is around the world. It's just I experience it mostly in the U.S., and I know it's extra bad here. But to all these people are complaining. And it's so ironic that they're complaining because it's like, really, you feel marginalized because there isn't white people in this commercial? How do you think people of color feel? How do you think minorities feel? It's so strange to me. White people being persecuted. That's, that is, that's a narrative that tends to pop up now and then in this country. Like, really? Really? You're being marginalized? How about we look at the past 200 years of this country? You got some catching up to do, white people, before you can even make a peep about anything regarding representation. But this is the world we live in. People do this. It's absolutely amazing to me. And the hypocrisy is just astounding. So shut the hell up. We don't need to have all white people in commercials. There's no reason for that. You've, you've had all of the advantages possible and still find something to complain about. Common sense says, knock it the hell off. Oh, Kevin Smith. I, I, love, I love Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is the reason I went to film school. First time I saw Clerks, I was like, holy shit, you can make a movie like this? You don't have to blow stuff up. It's it's just character development and dialogue. That's the type of stuff I love. Now, of course, everyone knows Kevin Smith is a bit of a comic book geek. I am not near the comic book or, you know, Star Wars, all that stuff geek. I enjoy certain things. I got my Deadpool over here. I love Deadpool. I geek out on certain things. But, I, you know, i far behind on Marvel movies and DC stuff. I mean, I'm loving the hell out of Peacemaker, but it's hard to keep up with all things. I'm just not into it. But apparently, 
Uh, Kevin Smith is in some hot water. It was actually trending on Twitter this week, and, and the reason I put it into common sense is because these things come up, and it's always astounding to me, uh, but basically was saying that uh, they need to have a, a an additional category at the Oscars because, for those of you not aware, Oscar nominations came out, and Spider-Man, uh, whatever that most recent one is, it's the highest grossing film of the year, made the most money of any film, theatrical film, uh, all year in 2021. And so he merely pointed out that uh, it either should have been nominated for Best Picture uh, or there needs to be another category where they have these kind of films in, which to me, I think that's kind of just the, the backup way because, again, for those of you not aware, the Oscars added five additional films to the Best Picture category uh, a few years ago. And the whole point was they were trying to diversify the kinds of movies that films that were being nominated for Best Picture. Because uh, you have Marvel has had incredible success at the box office, and those kind of films do not get nominated. It's all these very artsy films, and you know that's fine if that's what you're into. I, not me. I, no, I went to film school because of Kevin Smith. So he's getting all this flack over, and people are like you're not happy that you know. And it's it's all these Oscars defenders, and that's what gets me the most. Let's knock it off with like, oh, the Oscars are end all be all, and all this other stuff, and and they've been. They've been hemorrhaging ratings over the past few years, the Oscars have. There's just not enough interest in it. So it's hilarious to me, the people, the, the Oscars controversy, because it's like, who cares? And lots of people have this. That's the other thing, is Kevin Smith's getting a hard time for saying this. He's not not even the first one I've heard come out and say that, uh, hey, why isn't Spider-Man uh, Far From Home or whatever? Not, you know, I'm, again, I apologize. Not to be insulted. I don't know. There's like, going home... Uh, it's been like three movies with home in it. Whatever the most recent one is, with all the Spider-Man in it, you know the, the old actors, uh, you know, and they're saying this it should have been nominated for for Best Picture. Lots of people have been saying this, but Kevin Smith is the one getting flack uh, because people just like to ruffle feathers and and get on people, and they're like literally name calling. And for those of you that have never met Kevin Smith or don't follow him or anything, he's one of the nicest human beings you will ever ever meet. You know, I always say don't don't worship your, you know, your your celebrities and, and actors and directors and stuff. He's he might be the only one that you can do that knowing that there's not going to be controversy coming out because he's one of the nicest guys around. But here we are. We're giving him a hard time for his opinion. Common sense says knock it off. I think we're, we're just going to every time common sense says knock it the hell off. Is that a new hashtag? I don't know. But come on. Like. <sighs> You can't have an opinion anymore. And it's it's a mild opinion. I'm all for get on people about things they say. And in fact, this next one, get on the guy. Uh, so we're having a Kanye West and Billie Eilish controversy right now. This fucking Kanye. I really wish he would just go away. I don't know why I have to constantly see him in my news feeds and everything else. And, and here I am uh, defending Billie Eilish. Because basically, to give you some background, she had a concert... Uh, recently, and someone in the crowd was was having an asthma attack. She stopped the concert, and then so Kanye got word of this and and insisted that she was insulting Travis Scott, the one behind the whole Astro World uh, ridiculousness that's happening over there. And now Kanye is going to be playing Coachella this year, as is Billie Eilish. So Kanye came out and said, "Unless she apologizes to Travis Scott, I am not playing Coachella." And I was like, "Don't make threats. Don't make threats, Kanye." Because I might go to Coachella if you pull out. I have no interest in going to Coachella, but you, your ass pulls out. Oh, maybe I'll take a trip out there to the, to the, uh, to Palm Springs, or Indio, right next to Palm Springs. Fortunately, there's been a lot of support for Billie Eilish, and I, and and she deserves it because she did nothing wrong. She didn't even mention Travis Scott, and that's the thing. She's it, Connie's like, you need to apologize, and she did come out with a statement and said, I've never mentioned Travis Scott's name. Why is this a big deal? And, and for those of you not aware, Travis Scott was actually dropped from Coachella. And now Kanye's saying, oh, I'm bringing Travis. Like, this guy just needs to go away. I, I can't stand the guy. I just, I can't. He had like one or two decent songs 20 years ago. And then uh, we just continue to put him on a pedestal there. It's a lot of people do. I don't care for the guy at all. Uh, and, and good on you, Billie Eilish, for holding your ground. Because fuck him. Fuck Kanye. Like, seriously, that's enough of that. I don't know why I have to c continually talk about Kanye over the years, but here we are yet again. Oh, 
common sense. The truck convoy protests going on up there in Canada and at the Canada-U.S. border. They're finally clearing them all out, but it's being a whole thing. Unless you've been under a rock, you know what's going on up there. And uh, it's catching more steam. Cause, and, and, first of all, it's basically toddler behavior. It's For the view, those of you not aware, 90% of truckers in Canada and U.S. are vaccinated. So it's, it's not even all those trucks. It's, it's, the majority of them are, are not out there protesting. We, we have toddlers throwing a tantrum on the floor is essentially what we have here constantly. Oh, my rights are being violated. Shut up and sit down. Go park your truck in the right spot. Sit down. Don't make things worse just because you think you're making a point. Nobody's respecting it. But now, of course, we have U.S. politicians <laughs> injecting themselves in this. Uh, Rand Paul, that stupid son of a bitch. Oh, like, does he ever say anything until? I don't think he does. Well, he, he did an interview and said, I want to see more of these truck convoys in, in the United States. Let's muck things up in the U.S. Now, first of all, again, here we are. Uh, these are the people making decisions for our country. And the people that are in charge of, of making things great for the citizens of the U.S. are actually working to make things difficult for the citizens of the U.S. That's exactly what's happening here with Rand Paul. What I do think is hilarious is he called on truckers to blockade the Super Bowl. And that's what I want to talk about here for a sec. Uh, again, for those of you not familiar with Los Angeles, the, the stadium here, the newest stadium, just opened, oh my God, last year, just opened to fans this year. It's located in Inglewood. It's not in downtown Los Angeles. Inglewood. Inglewood is a nice area. I, I, I will say I, I've had great time in Inglewood. Don't mind going there. Uh, but it does have a certain side to it that you just don't want to mess with. Figure out what that side is. Uh, so here we have a, a politician calling on truckers to go block it. Um, and this is the Super Bowl. This is the, the NFL's biggest event of the year. It, it is darn near a national holiday because even people that don't watch the Super Bowl uh, you know they'll they'll watch the they'll watch the game or they'll go to a party they'll eat snacks and you know maybe you're not interested in the game but you're interested in the commercials maybe you're not even interested in the commercials but you're interested in the halftime show maybe you're interested in none of it but you just want to eat some good snacks there's something you know so we're talking about a multi-billion dollar organization putting on their event of the year you think they're gonna let some truckers go and mess with that and on top of that, Los Angeles doesn't put up with this kind of shit. Just doesn't. Like a lot of those Trump rallies and stuff, they weren't happening in Los Angeles proper or Inglewood. So good luck with that. And then on top of that, you're going to run into some other resistance that you don't want to mess with at all. So good luck, trucker convoy. Uh, that's not going to happen. Toddlers throwing tantrums. Throwing tantrums. Speaking of which, I forgot, oh, and I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit to parenting. One of the funniest things, and I've talked about these these organiza organizations, these groups before. So we're walking into, we went to California Adventure first. Because you have a reservation system now. So we had to go to California, That was, and then we were able to go to Disneyland at, at a certain time and, and hop over there. So we hop over there, we're walking down Main Street, and my, my wife looks up and she's like, that is a gigantic group of people getting a picture in front of the castle. And it was honest to God, it was like 50 to 100 people. Like, what? There's no way. Like, is that a just gigantic family at Disneyland? And they've got a poor PhotoPass person out there, like, trying to position them all and get them all in the frame in front of the castle and all this stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? We get closer, and I realize uh, it's, a, it's multiple Disneyland uh, social clubs or gangs. I'm not going to call them gangs. Social clubs. You know, they wear those silly vests and stuff. It's not for me, but do you? <laughs> like, whatever. It's... I don't like Disneyland enough to be like, I'm going to wear this vest and be part of this social club. <laughs> like, no. Uh, but like 50 to 100 people getting a picture in front of the castle. And I'm like, I remember I turned to my wife and my friend. And I'm like, oh, look at that. It's just like when the Bloods and Crips came together. Because there's that iconic photo of uh, a red and blue bandana, you know, and I, I, they, whatever they were coming together for in that moment. It's like, oh, that's cute. Gigantic group of people all squished in together. I mean, like, do you? But I found it quite amusing, and I was like, let's just walk around this direction. <laughs> so I'm not trying to trying to go through this group of people going through the castle. Not for me. All right, uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is in Los Angeles today. Now, a lot of my friends in in this area have never experienced the Super Bowl kind of in their town. I have. I lived in San Diego for two of them. 
Um, it's it's always quite the experience. Uh, I will say I was was a little bit disappointed this year because it still didn't feel safe, and they're doing all these Super Bowl experiences like downtown, not far. And I want to take my kid, but it's like, eh. And there's fun little convention games and stuff, but it was like, that's ah, not quite worth it. Um, and luckily, the game itself's not super close to me, so I'm not getting a lot of tra- I mean, I'm dreading 2028 when the Olympics are like right in my backyard, and it's like, all right, let's Airbnb this entire house and just leave for a month, two weeks or whatever it is. Um, I'm hoping for a Rams win, hometown Rams. This is a fun one, uh, even if you're not a football fan. For those of you not aware, the the there had never been in the history, and this is Super Bowl 56, so this is the 50, for 55 years of it, because last year it did happen, uh, there had never been a team play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Never. Last year it happened. Tampa Bay played in their home stadium. First time it ever happened, and now... And this, this is what I, I find this interesting, even if you're not a sports fan. Now we have two years over two years in a row of it, uh, with the Rams playing in their home stadium. So it's pretty cool. Hoping for a Rams win. City's just gonna the city. They're not as in Los Angeles. We're not as big of a fan. Like the Dodgers are number one. Lakers kind of one A, but definitely it's Dodgers and then the Rams. So we'll see. And there's a lot of young fans out here that didn't ne- never have had a uh, a, a team. You know, in Los Angeles, we're talking, you know, I, I, I'm old enough where I remember teams in Los Angeles, but a lot, there's younger kids who, and not even young kids, like kids in their teens or twenties that they never experienced that, uh, in Los Angeles. So, so it'll be fun to watch that. And I will give you this, this fun little tidbit. Cause I mentioned one of my favorite things is the snacks. I have multiple favorite snacks, but I'll just kind of eat. I'm going to be enjoying some brats today. Uh, along with some burgers and dogs and whatever other snacks. My wife was in the kitchen making those kind of snacks, and I'll be behind the grill. Uh, but but a fun fact for you, uh, it's about 112 million, 112 million pounds of snack foods uh, will be consumed in the United States on Super Bowl Sunday. That's about the average, 112 million pounds. One million of that will be happening in the O'Rourke house. No, I'm just kidding. That's a lot. That's a lot of food. That's a problem. Is I'm still catching up. I, I ate... I ate too much sugar at Christmas, and I'm still still trying to take that extra holiday weight off, so I'm going to avoid certain snacks today. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I say that, and I'm just going to go pig out on snacks. That's the key, too, is I you don't eat lunch on Super Bowl, so you just snack it up for lunch. Breakfast, snacks, and then a little barbecue for dinner. All right. I hate the fact that i got to talk about this guy, but I'm going to mention it here in entertainment news. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly came out with a new song. Travis Barker, why? Why have you forsaken us, Travis Barker? Travis Barker's in the music video, produced it, all this other junk, and Willow Smith is on it. Now, I haven't dealt with Willow Smith in years, but I'll tell you, when she was a kid, pain in the ass. Dealt with her in, in, in the, in, uh, with Radio Disney and Disney Channel. Pain in the ass, I'll be honest. They new, new music video. It's called Emo Girl. And I swear to God... If I didn't know the guy was serious, I would think he was just trolling everyone. Because it's basically the same five lyrics over and over again. It's the dumbest song that I've heard in a long, long time. The video is just insultingly dumb. But here we go. We're just going to continue to let this guy make music. Now, I don't need him to go away as much as Kanye. But I I would love if, uh, would love if, if Machine Gun Kelly just went away. Like, do they have Razzies? They need to do a Razzies for music. And just let that, like, that guy and Kanye sweep all the categories. The music Razzies. For those of you not familiar with the Razzies, that's a awards for the worst movies of the year, and it's kind of a funny thing. Ugh. Machine Gun Kelly. And I hate to say it, but I also I get upset. I'm like, can you stop co-op? Like, no. You were a rapper. I love Eminem, but sometimes I'm like, why'd you have to make him switch genres, Eminem? I, now he's in my genre, and I gotta listen. To, no. Travis Barker's a... No. It's enough. Ugh. Thank God for last weekend. I needed good music in my life. And I'm gonna talk about last weekend. But before I do that, I want to talk about Abbott Elementary. Have you seen this new show? Uh, I believe it's an ABC show. I watch it on the on Hulu. You know, catch it and... Uh, I'm very, like, off and on about this show. I think, here's the thing, bottom line, it is a funny show. I think it's a good show. Uh, But there are a couple things that really, really are annoying. And don't even get me started on the stereotypical uh, Italian woman from Philly. 
<laughs> that's which is funny because I'll be sitting on I'm s- sitting on the couch uh, next to my Italian wife who was born in Philly. <laughs> she, you know, and she doesn't come because it's like all right, it, it's fine. M- many people have had it much worse than just having a look at this kind of insensitive, insulting character. Uh, and the way she talks, I'm like, okay, you know, it's not a big deal. But what I will say is, if you haven't noticed this, and this is, it's kind of, kind of spoiler, but she, this character, she's kind of a badass. She's like, oh, I have connections for everything, and like all this, you know. And it's like, okay, enough. And there's even a scene where she's like, are you Sicilian? Are you Sicilian? Well, well, Sicilian. I'm like, calm down. But the one that got me is, they build up this like awesome badass character with all these connections, but the writers still want to make sure you know that she's in the kitchen. Because at one point, and this is kind of a spoiler, but she's getting getting something for the school through her connections. And she goes, well, I guess I got to bake some ziti. So her connections, then this is how they're like, it, it's a bit sexist to me. They're like, well, don't worry. She's still in the kitchen. She, this is how she gets the things. She makes baked ziti for the guy to bring these this for the school. It's like, okay. So there's a lot to unpack there. But fine, it's a sitcom, whatever. Not... The thing that really kills me about Abbott Elementary, I'm, I'm watching it and enjoying it, is it's a little bit too, it's trying too hard to be like The Office in Parks and Rec. To the point where you're like, okay, that that doesn't have to be Jim. That we, You don't have to have the exact Jim character in here. And that doesn't have to be a combination of Pam and Leslie Nope. It doesn't need to be exact. You can be a little bit different. So I will say, uh, I was trying a little too hard there. Still worth watching, uh, but that's like, okay, it just comes across as trying too hard to be exactly like those two shows. And and I said this, when, it's funny because when we watched the first episode, it was I was like, what, something's going on here. I, like, I, this is funny, but what's, and toward the end of the episode, I went, okay, I've got it now. I turned to my wife and I said, it's like, it's like they made AI watch every single episode of The Office and every single episode of, of Parks and Rec. And had them combine them for another sitcom. And that's really what it feels like. Now again, funny, worth watching, but you just kind of got to get past that. And it's like, okay, calm down on trying to be The Office 2.0. Because, uh, like literally, one of the characters is like, okay, he's just looking just like Jim. Like, you know, and doesn't look just like Jim. Not that he looks like uh, John Krasinski, but it's the, the faces and the expressions and everything. You're just like, okay. All right. But... Check it out for yourself. I'm not saying don't watch it. It's just that part is getting to... I'm like, okay, it's trying way too hard to be The Office. All right. uh, A couple more things, and then we're going to call it an episode for episode 69 here at Common Sense Sundays. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing Venomous Pinks at Characters out there in Pomona last Saturday. Love the Venomous Pinks. The ladies always put on a great, great show. Uh, It was great to see all of them as well and catch up a bit with Gabby. Um, and for those of you not on the video, I'm going to talk about what shirt I'm wearing today because there is a, a newest design for Basis Against Racist. Uh, before I get there, shout out to characters. I'd never been to characters in Pomona. I'd spent, been to Glass House numerous, numerous times. Uh, and for those of you in Southern California, if you get a chance to go to characters, the great thing is the stage is actually on the patio. Uh, great sound out there. Fun venue. Cheap drinks. They had uh, taco punks out there uh, slinging some tacos. and Great tacos as well. Uh, and then, kind of on a recommendation, I had heard of them, but uh, had the pleasure of seeing Original Sun. Uh, they are a local Los Angeles band. My first time seeing them uh, live. Would recommend checking them out, uh, uh, of course, in addition to the Venomous Pinks. Um, very much looking forward to Arizona. Going to see uh, the Pinks out there in Arizona for uh, Punk and Drublick in March. Cannot recommend them enough. Uh, and I've mentioned this recently, they they do have a new album that's completed, and that's going to be coming out uh, over the next few months. So look for not only uh, their current music, uh, but new music coming out from the Venomous Pinks. And and check out Original Sun. I, I, en- I enjoyed them. Funny story about that is I'm standing next to... And uh, Pomona's not that close to where I live. It's not incredibly far, but I got you know, to drive east. I'm driving east, and I hit some crazy traffic. I'm like, what's going on here? It's Saturday night, and, you know, it's not like Saturday night trying to drive, drive into Hollywood. There's not a, not that much traffic. And I get to it, and I look to the left, and there's a car accident in the carpool lane. And, you know, a, a, like not flipped cars. looks like everyone's going to be okay, but, a, you know, decent fender bender. So I'm watching Original Sun, and the bassist is up there, and uh, and he goes, oh, man, I got into a car accident on the way here. Uh, so, I, But I wanted to make sure I get here and play a show for you, and I'm like, no, nah, no. And he goes, yep, uh, right there in the carpool lane, <laughs> airbags deployed and everything. I was like, 
And he looks over, he can see my face, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And he's like, did you see me? Did you see me? And I was like, I think so. And he goes, oh, the 210 and Azusa. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. So we kind of had this moment of like, glad you're okay, dude. But that was wild. I did pass by that accident. Uh, so, so check them out as well. There's a couple. Emily and the Blackouts, uh, they were okay. There's another band that played. that They were they were good, too. But, I, I of course, Venomous Pinks, that's why I was there. Uh, and then Original Sun, I, I would encourage everyone to check them out. Uh, all right, bassists against racists. Uh, today, for those of you only listening and not watching, I am wearing my Lynn Bassists Against Racists shirt. Uh, this one I haven't had on the show. It was actually the first shirt that was made. Uh, fortunately, I didn't buy it in time, uh, but they did a reissue of it, so I was able to pick one up uh, through Chaos Merch there. But they have unveiled their newest design, uh, courtesy of the uber-talented Zombie Teeth. Paul Smith, uh, yet another great design from him, featuring Edwin Santa Cruz of Make War. He is the bassist for Make War. Uh, that one's up for pre-order right now. It is the February Basis Against Racist design. Check it out. You've got about two weeks left to order that, uh, and because it will be no more chances to order it by the end of February. Uh, and again, for those of you in the U.S., you're going to order that through Chaos Merch. Uh, and for those of you in Europe, pick that up through T-Mom. And that, remember, that's a pre-order. Uh, so you want to pre-order now, and they'll be sent out at uh, at the end of February. Uh, I'm sure T-Mom is, is very quick with their shipping, but I know uh, Gabby over there at Chaos Merch is very quick. I usually, I've got like seven or eight of them. Uh, they usually get them pretty quick uh, once once the month is over. They get printed, sent out, uh, and of course, I have to mention, I'm, I'm wearing the Lynn shirt, but this is all uh, the, the brilliant idea from Lynn, uh, then then in collaboration with Zombie Teeth, Paul Smith, uh, and then distributed through Chaos Merch and Team Mom Merch. So check that out. Uh, make sure you're picking up your the newest design uh, for bassists against racists. Uh, all right, uh, another concert coming up. If you're in Southern California, uh, come check out Chaser at Tiki Bar. That's right, Chaser at Tiki Bar uh, in Costa Mesa. Really looking forward to that one. Not looking forward to the drive. Uh, I got to drive from Los Angeles to Costa Mesa on a Friday, uh, but can't miss. I, I, every chance I get, I'm out there seeing Chaser. Uh, love all those guys. They put on such a great show. So if, if, if you're in Southern California, uh, hit up Tiki Bar. $10 tickets. Going to be a great time. I'll be there. If you see me out there, look for the purple hair, and I'll throw some Go Tell to the Wall stickers your way, uh, and you will thoroughly uh, get entertained by, by a great show uh, with, with Chaser out there. All right, last thing I'm going to mention, then we're going to wrap up this episode, uh, trying to promote more and more other podcasts and, and broadcasters and, and creators and stuff. And one that I want to talk about, a uh, fairly new podcast, would be the King Rock Podcast. Uh, they just dropped their third episode, uh, but check out the King Rock Podcast. Highly recommend following them on Facebook, uh, and then you can, you can link to, to whatever is your preferred uh, platform uh, for, for listening to podcasts. Uh, this is Billy and Adam, uh, who also happen to be some friends of mine, uh, and and had the pleasure of, of seeing them both face-to-face -face, uh, at the Venomous Pink show out there at Characters, uh, and I'm sure you will also see some some Bases Against Racist shirt be shirts uh, from that podcast, because I have like seven or eight of them. Uh, Adam from King Rock Podcast owns every single one. Uh, in fact, it was funny because uh, I think, oh yeah, my friend Jen was wearing the Lynn shirt and I almost wore this shirt last weekend and I walked in I was like oh thank god I didn't wear that shirt and then we're, we're standing off to the side and another basis against racist shirt comes in she goes oh which one's that and I look I was like well that's Adam <laughs> so go over and say what's up to Adam but uh but highly recommend you check out the King Rock uh podcast follow them on Facebook uh give them a listen they're doing some great things uh with that podcast some great guests some great concepts great stories uh especially if you like go tell it to the wall you're gonna like uh King Rock podcast um and so, so make sure those are your tasks this week. Uh, get your chaser ticket for Tiki Bar if you're in Southern California. Get your pre-order on for your Basis Against Racist t-shirt. Uh, and check out some, uh, some King Rock podcast there out in the podcast world. All right. I am spent. I say this every, like, every once in a while. I'm like, it's going to be a shorter episode. This was not a shorter episode. But I got, I got some grilling to do and, uh, and getting, getting things set up. Go throw some beer in the cooler on some ice. And get into this this Super Bowl action. Ah, oh, man, I'm tired today. 
I think it's because I got up, like, not got up early, but I'm not used to being in the studio earlier like this. Should have had coffee in the Gotel to the wall mug. Um, let's see. Yeah, we will be back next week uh, with episode 70, same wall place, same wall time. Uh, I don't think we have any scheduling conflicts. We're going to run into some stuff in March. There's a lot of stuff going on, uh, so we'll be missing some weeks in March. But, of course, make sure you're... You're following us on all the platforms to, to stay updated on, on those things. Those platforms, of course, would be Facebook.com slash GoTellItToTheWall, uh, YouTube.com slash GoTellItToTheWall, uh, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, uh, and, of course, make sure you bookmark SeanO'RourkeLive.com and check out our Patreon as well as our merch page right there connected through the website. All right, this has been episode 69 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, until next time, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>